welcome to the Two World Podcast, where you can hear thoughts and reflections on unique intersections between faith and culture. Tune in regularly for this foray into feelings of surprise and interconnectedness and aha moments in life when two worlds come together. Now join your hosts, Barney and Jacob, for this most recent episode. We're so happy that you're joining us today. I'm your co-host, Jacob, and I have with me. I am Barney. And our topic today is something near and dear to our hearts. It's the naming of our children and the significance that their names have for us, how we came to find their names. And we're really excited to share this with you because uh, naming is a, a unique responsibility and opportunity that parents have. And um, it's something that everybody seems to have a story related to. So we're, we're excited to share that with you today. Maybe as a side topic, this can lead you to reflect on your own name, or if you have children, your own naming of them. Um, and even maybe perhaps stories that your parents told you about how they selected your name. So it's a very rich topic, and we're grateful to have you with us. So now I'll uh, turn it over to you, Barney. Maybe if you would get started just on your own journey uh, with uh, arriving at the names for your, your children. Yeah, um, I, I like telling this story. And um, everyone that I've told this story to, um, they tell me that maybe my uh, version or the things that I went through is maybe kind of unique. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, maybe at the end of the story, you'll help me decide. Um, I, I clearly remember um, sitting at the table uh, after supper, talking with Ayako about um, what kind of names we wanted for our upcoming uh, son. We, we wanted it to be a surprise for us, but um, with technology these days, you know, there was, the, you couldn't, you couldn't deny that we were having a boy. <laughs> um, and um, even though they didn't tell us, but anyway, so um, the neat thing about naming names in Japan is um, probably China as well, is you get to have a kanji, right? The Chinese characters. So those characters have a meaning, plus the way that the name is pronounced has a meaning. And um, a long time ago, I had a student, and his name was uh, Toa. And the To was um, winter, and the Wa was um, song. And um, I thought, man, that's just so beautiful. Winter song, when you see that, you can just have a really great image of what that means. And um, our first son was due to be born in May, but I, I took a shot at it anyway. And I said, how about the name Toma, um, winter and horse? Because I, I could see just this white stallion, you know, in the, in the snow and just making this beautiful romantic image. And of course, you know, she said, well, Toma is very good, but um, he'll be born in May. So maybe we shouldn't use winter. And I, I said, well, okay, I tried. <laughs> and <laughs> right. and um, so we decided on Toma and we wanted to give him a middle name, which is very, it's, it's common and it's possible. It's not, it's possible, but it's um, not very common. Um, I have seen a few students with middle names. Um, and in Japan, because of the name registration 
this process, um, you don't have a middle name. It's one long first name. Um, and we decided on Christoph very easily. So Toma Christoph with that, that's very nice. Um, and then, so we decided on Toma and a few months later, um, he was born. And, um, then Ayako's dad said, um, I don't really want you to name him Toma, um, because also in kind of unique to Japanese, um, usually people, especially kids, they shorten their name and they add the Chan or the Kun. So, um, um, usually Chan is for girls and then Kun is for boys. Um, so with my own wife's example, right, her name is Ayako and then she would have been called Aya and then Chan. So Aya Chan. Um, but with little kids, they can be Chan or Kun. It doesn't really matter um, just because they're so cute. So um, Ayako's dad said, if we call him Toma, then I'll call him Tochan. And um, Tochan is kind of what somebody might call their own dad, like daddy, um, you know, because um, uh, father is Otosan. And then to shorten that, it would be Tochan. So oh. he said, you know, <laughs> calling his, his uh, grandson um, father or daddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really. I see involved. the dilemma. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm thinking, well, I was planning on calling him Tomakun. Wouldn't that be okay? <laughs> but so then we, we had to cancel. We have to get rid of um, Toma. And um, then the, next, the long process started again of the baby books and finding different names. And um, then we found um, Yuma. And one problem is um, Ayako's mom, she said, how about this kanji for you? And um, it's hard to describe, but the best way I can describe it is it's a little messy. Um, it has like kind of three distinct parts and the bottom is, um, it's nice, the bottom is heart, but um, the way that heart is written, it's kind of, you can tell it's kind of three separate parts. So it doesn't have a good cohesiveness to it. And much more importantly, I had a student named Yudo and I don't think he's will ever listen to this um, podcast. So I think it's okay to say this. He was a very naughty student. And of course his you was the same one that she suggested. He was a very naughty student. Um, <laughs> and I remember it was a Sunday we were in Ayako's room. Um, in Japan, you, you can, you actually stay in the hospital for um, five days for a natural birth um, and one week um, for, uh, for a C-section. So um, before church, I was looking in her room um, looking book and I found um, a kanji for you and it said, um, it said um, helped by God and um, and it looked very nice and I, th I thought that that's a very good plus and <laughs> we suggested it to Ayako's family and her mom said um, isn't this kind of an old style name um, I have friends that have this name you know, this kanji, don't you think it's a little bit old? And um, I had to do my best um, thinking on my feet. And I said, oh, well, actually, I know a teacher and she's young and, and she has this kanji. And then she decided that would be okay. Um, 
in, in that aspect. But then she said, <laughs> then she said, because I explained that Christoph means um, like to bear Christ. Um, and then she said, well, if you means helped by God and Christoph means to bear Christ, aren't they going to end up fighting <laughs> because of the Japanese idea that, you know, in Shintoism, there are 8 million gods. And she, her, probably her thinking of helped by God was small g God. And then I explained, oh, no, 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 there's nothing to worry about because, um, you know, big G God and Jesus, it's actually the same. So we don't have to worry about anything. Um, and then the, the ma, we didn't use horse. Um, we used um, uh, truth. So kind of, um, kind of helped by God or um, God, God is helping and then truth. And then um, Christoph is finally the name that we were able to come up with. And when I tell this story to other people, they said, we never had so much feedback from our family, <laughs> you know, in fact, our family didn't give us any input at all. They, they just waited until we made the announcement. And then they said, oh, yeah, what a great, lovely name. So, so uh, maybe, maybe more feedback maybe leads to a better name. I don't know. Or maybe more feedback makes it harder to find a name either way. But of course, we're very happy with, with Yuma. Well, it's so interesting, Barney, because this episode is kind of coming after two episodes ago, our discussion mm. of weddings and marriage and that to me seems a lot like an issue of family culture emerging out of family culture. You know, certain mm -hmm. families might have a uh, more involvement or a tradition around naming that involves the parents or even grandparents. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you can even hear it sometimes when people will give names to their children to honor um, other relatives too. Mm -hmm. It seems there's maybe a little bit greater emphasis or importance placed on that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I'm trying to think um, of a, that story is probably the greatest example I've heard of, of that approach. Because I, I'm yeah. trying to think if I, if I have any other stories where I've heard as much feedback and development and <laughs> in, in, in the process. And um, it's interesting, but you know, kudos to you for um, being so flexible and, uh -huh. and, and navigating it well. It sounds like you were able to you know, go through the process and it was meaningful and you included everybody and still arrived mm -hmm. at a, mm -hmm. um, at a name that you enjoy. And that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 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 I think it really did work out because, um, there aren't so many good kanji for to. Um, I, the one that I wanted, but, um, actually I was kind of on my own in wanting this was, um, to climb, um, can be read as to. And so I thought climbing toward the truth I thought that was also very oh, good. Yes. And it's like, it's the same one for climbing a mountain. Ah. Um, but um, no one else wanted that one. They wanted a, um, a very, very simple kanji that actually doesn't have a meaning to oh. it. Um, like some kanjis are kind of just like place placeholders. Okay. Ah, or, interesting. Yeah. And so I, I guess in the end, um, it ended up working out. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Well, and it's like, or, you know, another connector, our episode, our earlier episode on mm -hmm. weddings, it's like a journey of discovery and perhaps even negotiation sometimes when you're making decisions. Like um, in that case, we were talking about planning weddings and including people and what happens after the wedding and kind of navigating um, what 
what emerges and when, when it is something that you enjoy and others enjoy, it's a win-win. If, mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you were able to, to do that really well and get there. That's awesome. And I love the story. I remember when I was visiting with you, you were explaining it to me. And what I love about it is that there's a whole other dimension. Um, when you talk about the kanji, like mm-hmm. we have um, names and symbolism for sure. And, and, but the way that they're written, they're all pretty much in the Roman characters. And then mm-hmm. when you add the, the layer of artistic expression in the kanji and how that even reflects the, the personality potentially of the child or qualities mm-hmm. about when they're born. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really unique. i like that. Uh, very fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, um, if I uh, may share a yeah. little bit about the naming of our oldest, it also connects with um, another language. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, um, when I first got married to Katie, I still had a year left of seminary and I was studying Hebrew quite a bit at the time. Um, my focus as a biblical studies uh, person getting the master's was in Old Testament literature. And so I did a lot with Hebrew language study. And um, so some of the names that we were looking at were Hebrew names. Uh, I have a Hebrew based name, Jacob. Um, and one of my good friends from childhood was named Joseph. And so I really like that name. And mm-hmm. I was talking with Katie about that. And she liked some, we definitely had a baby name book and we were looking at different options. And there was another old Testament name. That's a little less common that we were thinking of at the time called Joram. Uh, but then we ended up really zeroing in on Micah and Micah has a really unique meaning it can be broken into three parts. Um, the first part, my, uh, or pronounced in the Hebrew, it's me. It means who. And then the, the center of the name, the k sound in Hebrew um, is, can be used for the term like. So who is like. And then the ending, the uh, is a shortened form of um, the name for God, Yahweh. Uh, which, which means the Lord. So sometimes the name in Hebrew is written Micaiah. That's the longer form who is like, and then the ayah um, is more, you can see similar to Yahweh, but it can also be shortened to just Micah uh, or Mika in, in Hebrew. And so who is like the Lord. And so it's the name itself is kind of a, an expression of praise or of wonder of, um, exaltation or appreciation of God. And so we really liked that meaning. We liked how it sounded. And so we were like, okay, we have um, a first name and what, what can we do now to think about family and honoring family? Because we did want to do something that would connect with one of our relatives is to show that connection. And so my dad had um, a middle name Blaine and he actually um, had that name to honor a relative he had on um, his mother's side of the family. Um, so I believe if I, if I have it right, the Blaine comes from his grandmother on his mom's side. Um, that was maybe perhaps a middle name or a first name for her Blaine. And so um, to honor my dad, who was honoring his grandma, <laughs> we yeah. uh, chose Blaine as Micah's middle name. It's a little bit different spelling. Uh, my dad's was B-L-A-I-N. And then Micah's, our Micah is B-L-A-N-E, but it was still that um, same name that we wanted. So um, that was the kind of process that we went through. We did share with our family our ideas and um, they seemed to appreciate 
them. And so, yeah, that that's how we came to uh, name our first. So, yeah. Does, does bling have um, any kind of concrete meaning to it or is it just kind of a family name or? It probably does, but mm-hmm. I, I've only just known it as a family name, a sense mm-hmm. of connection um, to family, but I'll have to look that up because I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you like to share a little bit um, now about your yeah. second? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, with, with Yuma, I kind of thought that um, maybe there was a, a missed opportunity. I wanted to, to realize later, I realized I thought, Oh, maybe um, Aden would be a really good name. Um, which of course kind of sounds like Alan, but um, when you write the kanji for it, it's um, like to have and compassion. And I, I really, really liked it. And the kanji for compassion is very complicated, but kind of in a really beautiful way. Um, but <laughs> um, it was it was not approved. Oh no! Because um, the the thinking, and I I can understand the thinking is that um, Aden is already similar to kind of a Western sounding name, and uh, so if we're giving him a middle name, then he would kind of have two Western sounding names. And I said, well, why not make the middle name sound like a Japanese name? But <laughs> it wasn't still. So it was that was my last my last effort. Um, so uh, we we're really focusing on names that would be easy to pronounce um, for, for um, my family. And so we ended up with uh, Dewey. And then the, the kanji was very difficult to choose. Um, so a little bit more input from the family. Um, Ayako's sister um, has a friend who like kind of studies names and whatnot. And um, she said that um, if the kanji on on the, the left side. So some kanjis are made up of parts of usually other kanjis. So like you can have a small, you can have a normal kanji that becomes a small kanji and then add it to other kanjis. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, to become part of a whole. And so if, <laughs> if the younger child, according to the friend, um, has the kanji for king in his or her name, um, it's a bad idea because they will try to usurp the older child and you'll just have conflict um, Interesting. From this, this oh. battle for, for supremacy within the family. Oh. Not that we don't already, but <laughs> so we needed to find um, a, a Lu that um, doesn't have the, the king on it because most of the Lu kanjis do have the king attached to the side. Um, and we found one that... Um, it can mean like, um, I guess, kind of like to 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 keep. Uh, in one way, it can mean to keep, but it also means um, kind of like to travel in a way. Like the the word that we use for someone who studies abroad has this first um, kanji in it, and um, this new kanji in it. And then we were really having trouble with the um, second part, the E part. Um, we, we narrowed it down to two. One of them really didn't have any meaning. It was um, just, well, I mean, kind of, I mean, but it's just the, um, uh, 
it's only used for um, longitude, for the word for longitude. That's the only time you see this kanji. Oh. And um, it's interesting, right? Because it deals with travel um, and, and it looks very nice. Um, but we decided to go with um, the kanji that is used in kind of revolution um, as it, like a, a, for changing governments. Okay. Um, so like it's used in when they talk about the Meiji revolution oh. is when it's used in that case. So we may have inadvertently um, set up this, <laughs> this conflict through those means. So in, just instead of trying to overthrow the monarchy, mm. we're just trying to <laughs> overthrow the government. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my goodness, that's so it, funny. It just dawns on me now, right? Two years later. Um, uh, so oh that may God. have been a misstep, but you know, nobody was telling us not to choose that ganji, right? So <laughs> we, you know, we really relied on our families so much for these names that, that you know, was something slipped through. Um, but so I felt like we, with Yuma, we put so much emphasis on um, the first name, uh, and the meaning, and with Dewey, we really liked the sound, and I felt like most of the emph emphasis was on the middle name, um, which was uh, Silas. Um, I, I always really admired Silas in the Bible. Um, the way that he is spoken about just is just so admirable, and um, Ayako said, in, for her opinion, she wanted kind of like a smooth, breezy sounding name, and with the S's and Silas, it kind of has that nice flow. So she she approved that. She liked that. And um, yeah, it just so happened. Maybe um, maybe because Silas kind of looks a little bit more like me, or maybe just because he's second child, we really tend to call him um, Cy. Um, kind of like, you know, write it. We just write it to each other, um, C-Y. Um, and then with him, we call him Cy Cy. And um, he calls himself Sai Sai, oh. um, even though his, um, his grandparents call him Dewey and other people call him Dewey, but he really has gotten attached to that too. And um, yeah, and so it's nice because, um, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I, I like baseball. And so it's kind of nice to kind of sneak in there that little um, Sai reference for Sai Young. Oh, um, yeah. nice, nice. And um yeah, and and I thought when even when he was very small, he really liked toys quickly. And I thought, I wonder if he'll be pretty sporty. And um, he does really like to, really likes to throw things. Um, oh. So so we'll see. But yeah, it's really nice to um, to the way that that coming up with his name went, and that um, that Silas has been kind of. Um, really picked up by the people in our family. And, and of course, there's the, the Barnabas and Silas connection as well. And, um, and yeah, and I'll maybe I'll save this for later, um, talking about um, maybe we can talk a little bit more about names when talk a little bit about Alan mm -hmm. and um, the idea of, um, of compassion and how it's seen. Um, in I both of our that. cultures yeah yes. but, but first I'm you know we we if we had I was so hoping we could have a girl because I wanted to use the name um, Tirsa 
Mm. Um, I really like Ben-Hur and one of the characters is Tirsa in the movie, but also in the Bible, um, there's the one person I think from maybe um, Manasseh, the family line, who he had five daughters and one of them was named Tirsa. He didn't have any boys. Oh. And I looked and Tirsa is also, I think, a city place back in, in the Old Testament. And I looked what it means and it means um, um, she is my delight. And I thought it's just such a wonderful name. But we have not had the, the honor of naming girls um, but but you have, and I'm very curious about um, both of the names that you chose for your girls. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to talk about that. So for Aubrey, our second child, um, we we had so many boy names, and it's interesting. Like the list came quickly and easily, but for girl names, we had fewer, mm-hmm. and we really liked names that had bees in them. Um, we liked the name Bryn and mm-hmm. we liked, um, there were variations on that name. Um, in a way, maybe it was also thinking of another family connection. Like my, my dad's first name is Bryce and we liked the, the BR, the, the combination. Um, so there's Bryn, Brianna, different, different variations with, um, with B and R that we were thinking of, but it didn't quite click as a first name. So we kind of held that as a second name and we were trying different things out. And then we came in a name book to the name Aubrey. Now for me, I have studied uh, French before in high school and then in college. And so certain words sometimes jump out to me because they remind me of a French equivalent or something. And Aubrey's, the name Aubrey jumped out to me because I saw two parts to it. Um, the first part, reminded me of the French word aube, which is the sunrise. And um, the second part, ri, reminded me of the French verb rire or sourire, um, to smile or to laugh. And so I thought, oh, isn't that interesting, that combination of the sunrise, smile, the, the sun smiling as it rises in the morning, <laughs> this sense of joy um, and beauty. Uh, but evidently, the etymology of the, the name Aubrey, at least how they're presenting it in the baby book, was more, it was like a Gaelic term. And it meant kind of like um, something like queen of the elves or something like the elven queen or something. <laughs> And uh, we thought, oh, that's interesting. I mean, we didn't, we weren't um, going for a Lord of the Rings reference or anything like that. <laughs> I guess probably for me, I just thought, well, um, I'll take it according to the etymology I'm thinking. <laughs> we, right. we actually did change the spelling. Um, we used an IE spelling, which actually is some, sometimes you see it with an EY spelling at the end, um, more commonly probably in the U S but we went with the IE spelling, which was more of a French spelling. And so kind of holding to that more, that meaning that I had, um, that had connected with me, at least in my mind. So, um, so Aubrey Bryn, um, was what we arrived at in, um, our, our families liked it. And it seems, um, to have fit it's, interesting you you select a name and then as your child grows up you can maybe find ways that the name connects with things they do or who they emerge into being and um, when I look at Aubrey she loves art and she um, 
likes um, culture. And she actually at one point wanted to learn French. And so there are just different ways in which I felt like her name felt if it, it, she felt like an Aubrey to me mm-hmm. on a deeper mm-hmm. level than just um, this happens to be the name we, <laughs> we chose for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, um, with our third child, it's a different story than with our previous two. And this is a case where I will say that family played a large role in the naming. Um, we had narrowed it down to several names and we mentioned them to my mom. And this was in a season in her life where she was going through a, a lot of health challenges. Um, she was kind of in the final stages of um, metastatic breast cancer. And um, she it was unlikely that she was going to live to see this child. And so this baby, and she really wanted to. And so we, we told her, that, well, these are some of the names we're thinking of. And one of the names we mentioned is, is Hannah, which mm-hmm. is another Hebrew name. And it kind of is connected with the root word in Hebrew for favor or grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we told mom, my mom, these are the names we're thinking of. And so she, she shook her head. She said, oh, okay. And she said, I'd like to say a prayer for Katie as you know, she's in this um, period before giving birth. And, you know, it's just anticipating this, that just God would provide for her through this. So she said this beautiful prayer. She put her you know, hands on Katie and prayed for her. And, she, and then during the prayer, and she said, and now I'd like to pray for baby Hannah. And she, she went on to say this beautiful blessing over this little baby that, um, that Katie was carrying. And after that prayer, we went for a walk and we're like, well, um, I guess we guess her name's Hannah now <laughs> and, and, and it felt right, you know, and it was um, in that we may, we might've come to that eventually, but that moment was so special and we we're like, well, of course this is, this is her name and that's how she was named. So um, in the case of our third, um, it was my mom really who named her um, after we shared some of our thoughts and we, we loved it. And um, the interesting thing, Oh, you know what, Barney? I can't believe I, I can't believe I said this. I got I got my middle names mixed up. Um, Hannah's name is Hannah Bryn. Aubrey's name middle name is Pamela. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> let, let me let me let me straighten this out. So we held the Bryn name, the middle name, until Hannah came along, and then that's where we entered the family. Aubrey's middle name was Pamela because both of our moms were Pamelas. And that was easy. I mean, that was yeah. like, okay, yeah. um, we have two people we really love and care for. We want to honor them. They have the same name. This That was like the easiest decision of the whole process for all three kids was that middle name for, for Aubrey. So yeah, so Micah, Blaine, Aubrey, Pamela, and Hannah Bryn. And uh, each had their own dynamics, but that last one really did, we did um, have a huge impact, a uh, huge um I would say there was a huge role for my mother in selecting mm-hmm. it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe um, thinking about um, what you said about when we're considering names, we want to consider um, qualities that the names um, embody. Um, I could think I mentioned um, Micah being a sense of exaltation, uh, um, praise mm-hmm. to God who is like the Lord and, and Aubrey, this image of, of a sunrise and of smiling and Hannah of, of um, grace and favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would kind of wonder, did you learn anything from the experience of naming your sons? Um, or is there, is there kind of, I think you said there might be some 
concepts just in, in looking at names that have stayed with you. Um, I think you said, was it compassion? Is one of the concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to say a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, um, it's when I, when I first uh, introduced Yuma's name at church, um, you know, they, they, when I went to church and they, they said, you know, did you decide on a name? And yes. And then they said, can you write it on the whiteboard um, so that we can see what it looks like? And, you know, I said, you know, before um, we arrived at this name, I was really thinking about um, Aaron and I said, you know, have compassion and everyone really nodded like, wow, that would be a good name. Um, But when I talked to um, other people, especially Ayako um, even, and then um, just, you know, average Japanese people, when I mentioned that, they said their reaction was very different, you know, just, oh, why would you want to use that kanji? Um, So it's so interesting how, from a Christian point of view, having compassion is just amazing. You know, what a great quality to have. But um, from kind of the standard Japanese thought of compassion, of at least the compassion that this Aden, um, it's um, then the compassion part is then or um, awaremi. And um, in, in, at church, we hear people say awaremi, awaremi, awaremi all the time. But um, when you try to use it outside of church, um, they people told me it has kind of the feeling of looking down on someone. Mm. Um, like I, I can give you my compassion because I'm in a position where, you know, maybe I'm comfortable or um, I have things that I can give away, you know, or I have time that I can spare for you. Um, so they, they saw it as looking at someone who is continually looking at other people who are needy um, because they're lacking things, material things in their lives. But, but not so from the church standpoint, you know, um, we all need compassion, right? And we all want to give compassion to other people. So um, it was, I can understand why maybe it would have been tough for him to have that name. Um, but I, I, I was a little bit um, sorry that, that we couldn't use such, such a, a name with such strong symbolism. But um, that's yeah. really interesting. Um, the different perceptions of a name based on the broader culture versus a subculture. Um, mm-hmm. And I would imagine the case would be the same too for some of the names of our children. Biblical names wouldn't have us the same significance um, necessarily in broader American culture. And um, the name Micah or Hannah are common names, um, Aubrey less so, but, um, but both being biblical names, people probably just tend to think of it on the level of the sound of the name or the name and, and not some deeper meaning, um, uh, religious meaning. But um, if you were to say to somebody, my name means who is like the Lord and you're in a secular mm-hmm. context, they may or may not have any appreciation of that or care or, oh, okay. <laughs> or mm. um, if you say, talk about grace or favor, like, well, my name, my name means grace or favor, or I guess, I guess grace and favor have a pretty general positive uh, meaning mm. 
and mm. probably broader American culture, but um, yeah, but, but it's interesting to think of, yeah, something that in one context means some, um, so much, or it has a certain um, impact and then you take mm. it elsewhere and it doesn't, that's, that's fascinating. Um, do you think that there is a form of compassion with a different kanji or a slightly different um, concept that gets at the idea of a sense of like, I don't know if you want to call it um, like forgiveness or uh, more kind of care, like genuine care for another person that, that um, avoids the kind of what, what they see as a kind of um, patronizing or um, paternalistic or, um, you know, deigning to help someone at, like a charitable kind of thing that's, flows mm-hmm. out of a person's superior status, but more mm-hmm. like a, that's more of an, on e- equal footing. Like, yeah. like, um, d- have you heard any terms like that? Or is that concept not quite expressed in that way? Or in j- Japanese yeah, culture? I, I think that, um, I don't think that it would be used in names, but I think just in general, um, just the kanji for helping ah. for, for help, um, I- either asking for help or, um, helping someone, I think then that that's what they would use in that kind of situation. Ah, okay. Okay. I see. Mm -hmm. So there is a concept that is more, maybe more neutral from in a popular sense for people that Mm. feels less like I'm receiving something from a greater party or, or, um, yeah. Um, Hmm. Uh, well, do you have a sense of um, naming as um, I, I guess I want to say um, bestowing um, a certain identity on, on the child? Is it stronger in maybe it's hard to make a blanket statement like that, but is it, is it stronger in Japan than in the U S like when you give a name, you really expect it to impact somehow the child's personality or is it not quite that or, yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, and so I can think of a few examples. Um, the one person I used to teach with, um, his father was very studious and um, actually was kind of working, worked in the government post-World War II um, with translating and things like that. And so he wanted his son to be studious. And so he gave him one of the kanjis for his name is about um, like, about like, like letters. Um, like, you know, I'm a doctor of letters, you know, something like that. Um, and so he, um, and then he, you know, he actually ended up being a newspaper reporter. Um, and for his oldest child, he wanted him to kind of, um, you know, live abroad or study abroad or, or, you know, um, travel, you know, have an impact outside of Japan. And, um, he gave him one of the kanjis for, um, like, like being overseas or, um, you know, being uh, away. And (laughs) it actually ended up that this son um, doesn't want to go overseas. He actually had the chance in his job to um, live abroad and he actually changed his job because he didn't want to. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's interesting. So in one case it ended up working well and then another it didn't. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Ah. Yeah. 
Well, um, I, I feel like maybe that happens in the US on some rare occasions, but the only time I hear people having reservations about using this name or that is if it has some um, sound or combination with the last name that people think it could, um, somebody could be made fun of for or something like, like if the first name rhymes with the last name or you know, people, but they, I don't tend to hear people say, oh, it, we have to pick this name or not pick this name because it translates to their, the child's identity. It's it just, we don't, we tip, I typically don't encounter that or uh, don't mm-hmm. have that sense as much, but it's interesting to think of cultures that do have more of a sense of that. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 And for the child, if you grow up in that environment, maybe to, to aspire to embody things that are in mm-hmm. your name, perhaps even, I, I don't know. I'm wondering if that's the case yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, I wonder too, or, or maybe even kind of um, resist. Res- um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Is there anything else that you would like to touch on as it relates to naming of children today? Yeah, I think that, um, I think as in talking about this together makes me realize how um, kind of interesting people who are Christians in Japan, how their parents kind of intentionally named them in certain ways. I can think of two pastors um, in Japan and um, one pastor, his name is Aisaku, um, like Isaac, but the kanji for his name is a, a little bit feminine because it uses love and to make, um, like to, to produce love. Um, and um, usually, usually um, if someone has love in their name, they would be a, a girl for sure. Um, and so his parents really made a wonderful statement. Of course, they wanted uh, to use the name Isaac, which has a great meaning. And then kind of um, the kanji that they chose for his name is very great too. And um, I'm, I'm sure that he probably had maybe a rough time, you know, in school, but, um, you know, he's doing wonderful things now. And um, another other pastor that is at a different church, um, his name is um, Da and Bide, so Da Bide, um, which in the Japanese Bible, they list David as, they write it as Da Bide. And um, it's these interesting kind of interesting ways of taking kanji and maybe um, reading them slightly differently. You can, um, you as a parent, you have the right to um, come up with your own reading of a kanji. So even if there's a kanji that, you know, 100% of the time is read as ma, you know, you can say, no, I want it to be read as ooh or something. And so you can decide that, but maybe people can't read it. But um, for Dabide, yeah, in his case for Dabide, you can get ah, Dabide, I see. But um, these Dabide and Isaku are names that you don't ever see or hear read in that way, but it's making a wonderful statement Mm. that their parents did. And um, I think, um, you know, uh, Kimiyaki Sensei for all three of his kids, he intentionally chose the names that he chose um, for a reason. And um, right, his oldest son, uh, Tatsuki, his first son, um, um, Nobu, I hope that's his first son. I hope it's not second son. Um, His first son, Nobu, 
um, he chose a different reading of faith, mm. the kanji for faith, and to kind of give it a more masculine sound to it. And it's great to see how um, people are, you know, kind of identifying themselves, setting themselves a little bit apart, um, you know, being, what was it, Peter said to be a little bit unusual, maybe as Christians, and um, taking that and using it in names. So I really like that. Wow, that's a really good point. I, I like that, that your name itself can be an expression of your faith, um, mm -hmm. your um, witness, uh, even just yeah. in, inherent in its uniqueness. And um, oh, that's fascinating. Uh, and I think I remember before when we talked about our sister church relationship that um, that some of the other names of Kimiaki's children, I think we talked about the more biblical concepts like Anzu, it, um, is that a love or what, what was, what was Anzu? Anzu's name is, um, apricot. Oh, apricot. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, but what, one of the other daughters, did she yeah. have a, I, uh, I, what, uh -huh. what, the what first, is... the first girl, um, first daughter. And then her, that is love. Okay. I, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And what does mm -hmm. Kai mean again? Uh, open. Open. Ah, and okay. I think it was from revelation. Ah, I think it's okay. where he said it was taken from. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, mm -hmm. um, openness and, and love and apricot. Yeah. 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 Which I think that he was saying, like, there's a certain part in the Bible that the Japanese version, like it used, it talks about this movie. Oh, okay. Oh, right, interesting. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, this has been really interesting and meaningful, and I'm hope I'm hoping that people who are listening have learned some things about um, Japanese culture, maybe even reflected on um, American culture a bit, or your own experiences with mm -hmm. naming children or being named. We want to thank you all for joining us and um, taking your time to listen to what we wanted to talk about these topics that are very dear to us for um, our children and for ourselves. And we hope that you have found some reflection on your own name and maybe the names that you know of the people around you as well. And maybe the names that you think you might like to, to be able to use in one way or another um, in your future. And we just really appreciate that you take the time to listen and we hope that you are looking forward to our next episode and we'll see you again.